family, no matter what they consist of, should be able to be proud of their marriage and family and have it respected under the law. Welcome to The Shrinks on Third, our psychology and social justice podcast. I'm psychologist Cindy Ariel. And I'm psychologist Julie Mayer. Come on in. Today, Julie and I want to focus on gay marriage. Yeah, it seems like it's under attack again lately. Yes, it does. Possibly from the supremely stupid court. So let's start by taking a look at the history. It's kind of a more recent history, but we're starting in 96. When people were so threatened by the possibility of legalizing gay marriage, they passed what they called the Defense of Marriage Act, known as DOMA. DOMA defined and recognized marriage as a union between one man and one woman only. And I know this is going to be upsetting, but the act was signed by then President Bill Clinton. And I've personally not forgiven him for that. Yeah. When Gallup first created a poll about same-sex marriage in 1996, only a little over one quarter of the public, 27%, supported legalization. The majority of people finally saw this issue clearly and supported it by about 15 years later in 2011. Things like women's health care and love should not be partisan. Actually, they shouldn't even be. Negotiated, debated, talked about. Yeah. And while Republicans had been more staunchly against gay marriage in the past, they also know an equal number of gay people, and this affects them as well. So not surprisingly, the first Republican to support same-sex marriage did so in 2013 after his own son came out as gay. Well, I'm glad he did, but it's annoying that they only support it when it turns out that it impacts them directly. It's like they can't. They just cannot care about other people. I guess it's fortunate that more and more of them have openly gay family members. And that's why it's important to be openly gay when you can, you know, and to have pride. People say, oh, why do they, why do they need pride? We don't talk about our, but it really does affect people's point of view and understanding. The yeah. majority of Republicans, for example, now support gay marriage. For now. In 2013, the Supreme Court seriously weakened DOMA through its 2013 ruling in United States versus Windsor, which ruled that Section 3 of DOMA is unconstitutional and that the federal government cannot discriminate against married, lesbian, and gay couples for the purposes of determining federal benefits and protections. So the Defense of Marriage Act was greatly weakened and taken down a bit, but it's still in the books. Right. A couple years later, in 2015, the U.S. Supreme Court's Obergefell versus Hodges decision held that same-sex couples had the same right to marriage as opposite-sex couples, and these unions were protected with the same fundamental liberty. With this, the court struck down DOMA even further, making it basically moot, and required states to recognize same-sex marriage. But again, it still does exist. Right. And now being afraid that the rollback of abortion rights potentially opens the door to a possible reversal of other 
Supreme Court decisions, such as those protecting same-sex marriage and the use of contraception, Democrats are pushing bills that would codify both into law. I just can't believe we're even talking about these things. It seems like these are obvious things. Contraception is legal and healthy and helps tons of people. Like, why would we need to codify it? You don't codify Band-Aids. I mean, it's just so stupid. That's why I call it the supremely stupid court. Yes, I like that. So enshrining marriage equity into law would definitely ensure DOMA would not go back into force if the supremely stupid court were to overrule Obergefell. And there is some legitimate reason, a lot, to fear that they'll try. Not to mention they mentioned trying, Clarence Thomas. The conservative majority, which includes three justices appointed by former President Trump, argued in part in its ruling that the Constitution makes no reference to abortion. Seriously. And no such right is implicitly protected by any constitutional provision, which I have to say is so stupid. The Constitution doesn't mention machine guns that can mow down school children either. They seem to be protected. I mean, come on, what a stupid argument. Well, the scary thing is, I don't think it mentions women you know, at all. <laughs> no, of course not. So, yeah, that legal reasoning that Julie just read sparked widespread fears legitimately, that the court could threaten other rights previously considered settled, which also the justices agreed they were settled and said they wouldn't go after them. Liars. Yeah. And Clarence Thomas, in a concurring opinion in the Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization abortion case, said that after overturning Roe, the court should reconsider previous rulings in some other landmark decisions like those establishing the right to marry someone of the same sex, the right to obtain contraception, and yes, folks, even the right to engage in certain private sex acts. Have I mentioned recently how much I can't stand Clarence Thomas? Yes, I believe you have, and I concur. In my concurring opinion, I agree. Well, good. By the way, I can't stand him. All of this does raise legitimate concerns that the court, which now has a six to three conservative majority, is willing to take up cases challenging these rights and others in the future. Yeah, the bill being proposed to counter this would prohibit any state from discriminating against same-sex couples married in other states and would fully repeal the Defense of Marriage Act. The bill would also enshrine interracial marriage, of which Clarence Thomas is a part of one, and which is a right granted in the supremely stupid courts, Loving versus Virginia case in 1967. Although they weren't so stupid back then. <laughs> Who knows? Well, not in that case. Not in that case. They were, they've been pretty stupid in some cases. I mean, I, the, the fact that Clarence Thomas wants to take down, for example, gay marriage, and he is in an interracial marriage that used to be illegal. What is wrong with that man? Anyway. Anyway. Public support for legalizing gay marriage went beyond 60% back in 2015, and it's been steadily growing. Rising national support for legal same-sex marriage reflects steady increases among most subgroups of the population, even those who have traditionally been the most resistant to the idea of gay marriage. Adults aged 65 and older, for example, became mostly supportive by 2016. Interestingly, Americans who report that they attend church weekly are the main demographic group holding out against gay marriage with only 40% in favor. I mean, it says a lot about religion, unfortunately, and the importance of separation in church and state, more importantly, which I believe our current 
supremely stupid court would also like to undo. Correct. Now, what I think is really true, if your religion is against gay marriage and you want to believe in your religion, then you absolutely have the right not to be married to someone of your same sex. No one's going to force you. No, it does not give you the right to dictate who others choose to love and or marry. You know why? Because this is ostensibly a free country where we make our own choices. Do we? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it sounds so logical, Cindy. (laughs) Overall, support for gay marriage is now up to 71%, according to Gallup's most recent values and beliefs poll from May of 2022. I guess some of us are evolving. If Congress codifies same-sex marriage, it will be a large reversal from one of the most controversial social issues of the early 2000s when candidates, mostly Republicans, often ran on not recognizing or even banning gay marriage. The proposed Respect for Marriage Act, which passed the House with 47 Republican votes, would establish that a marriage is considered valid under federal law if it was legal in the state where it was performed. The bill would explicitly bar anyone from denying, quote, full faith and credit, end quote, to an out-of-state marriage based on sex, race, ethnicity, or national origin, regardless of any individual state's law. It would grant the U.S. Attorney General the authority to enforce that rule through civil action. I hope they would enforce it. That's the thing. (laughs) Yeah. Unfortunately, we've seen before that sometimes our government is needed to force people to do the right thing, if they can get it together to do that. This act would at least strengthen marriage equality protections in some very necessary ways. But even while it seems so obviously important to provide safety and certainty for couples and families that have been deeply upset by Thomas's concurring opinion, and while it did get a decent amount of bipartisan support in the House, the Senate might prove more difficult. The Senate is so annoying. It's horrible. It'll be hard to get the additional support needed in the Senate to actually pass the bill and codify same-sex marriage into law, even though some Senate Republicans will most likely cross party lines on this one, which I just have to say, I don't understand. Why is this a party line issue? I don't get it. It's true. Every family, no matter what they consist of, should be able to be proud of their marriage and family and have it respected under the law. Right? It's unclear if the Senate will even take up the legislation in the near future due to some time constraints, an extended recess, and of course, other major party priorities that they have to get finished first. Such as voting laws and things like that. Yeah, (laughs) they are important. Whenever they do address it, to make it to the president's desk though, the bill will have to get 60 votes and the parties right now are split 50-50. So it's pretty expected that a lot of conservatives in the Senate are going to argue that states should decide their own same-sex marriage laws. That's how they make it not happen. That's what they seem to be doing about a lot of stuff. I mean, abortion is at the top of that list. But the fact is, sensibly, no person should face discrimination because of who they are or whom they love. That's true. Over the past couple of decades, we've seen a real transformation in attitudes on this issue, which most Americans were really strongly against at a point. Right. I mean, we do evolve. So there's hope that we keep becoming better, but there's a lot of, you know, for every step forward, there's some steps back too. If the court, and this is one of them, if the court continues dismantling rights, such as with women's health care and marriage, 
it really would be moving in opposition to public opinion that has been showing increasing support for all of it. Not just a little. 70 or 80% of this country believes there should be some level of abortion rights. Also, increasing numbers believe in the sanctity of marriage for everyone. But the stupid court behaves like some kind of cult. I think it is a cult. They don't care what the majority in this so-called democracy want. What does this say about who is leading our country and what does it mean for our democracy? Nothing good. If you agree with the vision that every member of the LGBTQ plus community should have the freedom to live without fear and with equality under the law, like we do, you might like checking out the news, views, and activities of the Human Rights Campaign at hrc.org. Thanks for joining us. You can find us at shrinksonthird.com and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Shrinks on Third. Till next time. Take care.